Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another awesome episode. So my guest today made her Broadway debut in Mamma Mia, where she did get to play Sophie Sheridan. And additionally, she was also part of the touring and Broadway cast of Beautiful, the Carol King musical, where she got to understudy the role of the legendary Carol King. My guest today is Elena Ricardo. I read on your website that you began or your first love was gymnastics. So when did you begin gymnastics? So gymnastics, you know, most parents kind of throw their kids into it to get them out of the house, to get their energy out. So I feel like I started it when I was like three or four. Um, But I didn't start to really like competitively do it until I was probably nine or 10. And then I started like competing and doing the levels and, and got up to like (laughs) level nine. And I just like thought that that was what I wanted to do. I loved being different from the rest of my family. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's not why you should do something, but it felt right to me. Um, And I loved like feeling like a, like a superhero and being able to tumble and do things that the boys couldn't do or other girls at school couldn't do. So, but after a while, you know, you start to realize, Oh, this hurts. Yeah. (laughs) What was your uh, favorite event to compete in? Vault. Do you know what vault is? Yeah. It's that like springboard looking thing. Run as fast as you can and you flip over a big horse kind of thing, Mm -hmm. horse thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, it was my favorite because you just had to be, it, it benefited my vault to be small and yeah. fast, and I didn't have to have pretty lines. I didn't have to, um, so that was my best event, but floor was my favorite because, I mean, look at where I ended up. Yeah. So that was my chance to show off my personality a little bit. Yeah. I did gymnastics in, like, first grade or second grade or something like that, and I remember my favorite uh, thing was vault because that's when they gave us time to jump on the trampoline. <laughs> Yes. It's it's a tricky it's a tricky little event, but for me I just I loved running fast and I was brave on the vault in a way that I wasn't brave on beam. I was not brave on bars. Um I just felt very fearless on that event. If I could just do vault and none of the other events, like I would maybe still be doing gymnastics, but yeah. beam and bar I hated them so much. Oh, I I remember when I was younger and I used to do them. I hated bar and I hated beam because I would um, I have the worst balance and I'm so clumsy that I always it's a good thing there was uh nice heavy mats always underneath me because there were several times I remember falling off the beam jumping mm-hmm. off the beam because my balance was so bad I had good balance I just would get so nervous and I just couldn't, I honestly kind of still experience that as a performer. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes get so uncontrollably nervous that even if I practice and practice and practice, like I get there and I'm just like a leaf, like I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, but in, on a balance beam, forget it. If you're nervous, bye. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I watch the Olympics, I'm like, oh, Simone Biles, you make it look so easy. Literally just could be on a floor. I, I, I love watching gymnastics and what it's become. It's become so much bigger than what I was doing over a decade ago. It's yeah. Those are insane. I, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to compete with that. Cause yeah. 
I, I would lose every time. Yeah. I think it's my favorite sport to watch in the Olympics when the Olympics Why are Why don't more people talk about it? Like, it's clearly the best sport to watch. It's so much fun to watch. And I, I'll, like, watch, like, the competitions on TV, like, when they're on. And my mom and I will look at each other and be like, God, they're making this look like they're walking on air. No. Do you ever have your mom go, I'm so glad you don't do this anymore? No, because I only did gymnastics for two years. Oh, okay. So you didn't get to, did you, I was trying to get to the stuff that was like nail biting for a parent to watch. So I think my parents were happy. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a gymnastics birthday party when I was like seven and the passage, everyone has to. <laughs> oh yeah. And I went to go do a flip uh, and my coach was like the one doing my birthday party. So she's like, Jamie, go show your, let's show your mom your flip. And I'm like, Okay, so I go on the bar, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, like, doing a full-on, my coach was spotting me, but, like, I was doing, like, a full-on, like, double uh, forward roll on the bar, yeah. on the bar. Yeah, yeah, front hip circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it took me a long time. Do you know how long it took me to get a kip? I could not get a kip. Did you ever do kips? It's, like, what they do just to get on the bar. It's that first skill when they start on the floor, uh, and I couldn't get giants, um, and once I did, you're fine, but oh my gosh, I was a slow learner on bars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a slow learner. I, when I did gymnastics, I was so slow on bars too. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to hang on the rings. And just <laughs> Not like, even your event, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like they would have like the rings in like the bar section of the gym. Yep. Like yep. for like, cause I was little, so they had it for like the little kids and I used to just hold on and be like, wee. <laughs> I definitely want my future kids to, I don't think I need them to experience it the way that I did competitively, but it's such a cool thing to get your kids into and just have them run around and be kids. Yeah. Kids sport. Oh, it is a hundred percent. So what do you miss most about gymnastics? Hmm. I miss, there's an aspect to doing something athletic where the more you train, the more you practice, um, your body does things right. It'll do it correctly. You can depend on it in a way that hard work doesn't always correlate with success in theater. Mm-hmm. You can work as hard as you want, take from the best teachers. And like, sometimes you do a great job, but you have no job to show for it. Mm-hmm. Or you weren't hired. So I liked at the end of a gymnastics meet, when you did good, you got a medal or you got a title, or you got you got an applause or something where you were just like, yes, my hard work paid off for this plastic trophy. I miss that. Uh-huh. Um, and I miss just, like, being more in my body. I mean, when you're tumbling like that all day long, and, and at the end of the day, you're just like, God, I'm, I feel good. I can do crazy things, and my body is so strong. And um, I feel that way still, but not the way I did when I was – competing so mm-hmm. yeah I miss the trophies and <laughs> and I miss the aches and pains yeah so after gymnastics uh let's go right into the whole musical theater world so your first show was uh I almost said Alba Mamma Mia <laughs> it was my one of my first my first professional show was Bring It On but my first Broadway show was yes yes it was, was Mamma Mia your Broadway debut was Mamma Mia did you and- yeah. Did you do Bring It On with, like, Taylor Louderman and Kate Rockwell and Adrian Warren and all them? So I did it with Adrian and Kate. They were part of the original. So I did the premiere in Atlanta. So most Broadway shows or future Broadway shows go do something regionally first. 
Mm -hmm. and then they go to Broadway and that's what I did so they performed at the Alliance in Atlanta and it was almost the cast that you saw on Broadway Taylor wasn't in it at that point was Um, Ryan yes Ryan was in it Ryan and Kate Rockwell and Adrian and Ariana DeBose you know all the amazing people who were in it on Broadway were also in it um, Mm -hmm. um, in Atlanta so we we all bonded in that show and how hard it was and how oh ryan's told me i've interviewed ryan and kate and taylor yeah yeah. and they've told me about all of the stunts and all of the everything yeah in in atlanta it felt like they were still trying to figure out um how much gymnastics should the dancers be doing how much dancing should the cheerleaders be doing you know everyone Mm -hmm. and and same with the principals, like, do they tumble? Do they, should they be doing the major stunts? And I think they learned in Atlanta when our girl playing um, Campbell broke her foot before tech. Um, you might know, um, her name was Helena York. She I don't was know playing, who she is. You've seen her in Bullets Over Broadway. She's in a bunch of TV shows now. She's like a big. If I TV Google, fan. I'm sure if I Google her and yeah, her face right. comes up, I'll know who she is. She's a Glinda. Like, yeah, she was so incredible. I loved her Campbell, but she, yeah, we were, we were all doing back tucks when maybe we all shouldn't have been doing back tucks. And, but you know, she had been practicing and it looked good. And sometimes like things go awry. Yeah. She hurt herself, and so the understudy went on the entire run for Campbell. Oh and I God. was immediately, I was second cover for Campbell and Ava, and then I suddenly became first cover, only cover. Oh, my. Like, oh, my God, I might actually have to go on for these parts. Oh, my Lord. I, I wasn't, and I didn't, but. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they they learned quickly that, you know, we need to preserve the principles. Yeah. We need to make sure that we... Uh, protect the dancers you know they can do some of the tumbling but let's leave the crazy stuff for the people who can do it yeah so hard lesson to learn yeah so with Mamma Mia um it was on Broadway I will say before my time but uh I have seen the movies but my grandma uh was obsessed with Mamma Mia she used to play all the music in the car so like I knew I know I've known the music forever so were you a fan of ABBA just uh, prior to starting your experience with Mamma Mia? Not the music I didn't really listen to the music but I've had a couple experiences in my theater career where I saw a show and I was like I'm gonna be in that and that was one of them I watched my friend Leanna Hunt go on for it and this was when I had just gotten done with Bring It On. I had just moved to the city, and I was just, like, seeing all the shows, doing my research. Yeah. And I saw that show, and I was like, I could do that show. I don't know what part, but I could do all of it. Like, mm-hmm. And lo and behold, like, that happened. And and I never expected to be playing Sophie. I just thought I'd be in the ensemble. And I got to do that, and that was fun. And I got to do Sophie, and that was fun. And... So I am so glad that that fell into my life, even though that was not music that I was, like, jamming out to at that time. Yeah. What was the best part about being in the ensemble of a show like Mamma Mia? Mm, I think the people, you get to hang out with and bond with your ensemble in a way that you don't really have time to when you're playing a principal part. Um, 
you have a different set of responsibilities and as much as I wanted to like goof around and and be on the inside jokes and be in on the um, backstage shenanigans I didn't have time and I couldn't Mm -hmm. so I missed just being with a group of people and I missed actually being in a room of women like a dressing room of women Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always the easiest but there's something really lovely about being with that kind of energy and and they're just there for you so when you have no complaints about having a dressing room to yourself it rocks Mm -hmm. but um on a lonely day you really would like to be in a room of of women so Mm -hmm. I miss that was the energy on stage different between the tour and Broadway? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say usually on tour, people are a little more rowdy because you're coming to their home and they're seeing a Broadway show that they don't get to see very often. And you could go to you know, Paducah, Kentucky, and you could go to Texas, and you could go anywhere, and people just loved the music and the story, um, and on Broadway, sometimes it's like, you know, it was the only ticket available, and people yeah. kind of go, and um, I don't know, though, I, I try not to pay too, too much attention, because if you start to factor in, like, oh my god, is the audience like me, they're so silent, they're so, like, they're not as loud as the night before, like, we can't control how they're experiencing it. We don't know if these audiences are having a great time, but they're just a little quieter. Um, but Broadway energy is unlike any other. Oh, yeah. Were they always as rowdy as tour sometimes? No, but right. Broadway's Broadway. And yeah. Never, uh, maybe you'll get that on tour, that feeling, but I, I think there's a difference, at least in my head. Mama Mia was at the Winter Garden, right? Winter Garden and then the Broadhurst. So we downsized a little bit. When were you Sophie at the Broadhurst or the Winter Garden? Broadhurst. Yeah, but I did ensemble at the Winter Garden. We had a rake stage, and it was brutal. Um, So we went from like an 18, what is that, 1,500 seats? I don't even know how many seats are at the Winter Garden to the Broadhurst, which is about a little over 1,100, I think. So we... took the set in the rake was gone a lot of the effects were gone it was certainly more intimate I could see the first row Mm -hmm. in a way that you couldn't at the winter garden so I actually thought it was kind of cool and it was Mm -hmm. the theater my parents met in oh that's so cool the show uh back in 70 something oh wow I don't even know what year so it felt very like full circle to be in this theater where they met and they danced and did they come see you play play Sophie at that theater so that's like full on that's like a full on full circle excited about me and like more excited about being in the theater that they hadn't been in in a while I was like guys I just started the show come on what was it like playing Sophie Sheridan she is so much fun she was all the things that I wanted to be but I was just not given the chance to like I I started working really young and I started in New York I hit the ground running and I took my job and my auditions and everything very seriously and so to get to play this like fun zany character who's just like I just want to find out who my dad is and this this earnestness um it was nice just to like be able to be a a young 20 something with nothing to worry about and just running around an island in cute clothes yeah 
making out with my co-star and just like it was so it was fun and freeing and um so I, I loved playing her she was fun have you seen the Mamma Mia films if so what did you think of them I mean so it's every film version of of most musicals except maybe Chicago um it's always like you see it and you're like okay I get what they're doing I get it they're playing it for the camera I get it but it for me I I that live energy I don't think it's possible really to get it on Mm -hmm. film especially with Mamma Mia there were moments that were fun I love uh Lay All Your Love and they still did the swimmers they did the, the high kicks and um definitely moments but I am a traditionalist and I like my shows on stage and I loved I mean Meryl Streep is obviously obscenely good oh yes I loved my Judy though I loved getting to work with my mom and um I'm biased to to just theater in general so it was fun I think if you don't have a chance to see the show which you haven't Mm -hmm. um the movie is cute it's fun yeah almost what the live show would be I would say yeah, I have one. I hope they'll revive it or it'll come back on tour. I'll or be something. Donna by that point. <laughs> I would love. I really want to see like the actual like musical. They were gonna do it at my high school my senior year, but a community theater got the rights before them, and their shows were gonna be the same weekend. Oh no! So my high school was unable to do Legally Blonde my senior year. I mean, uh, Mamma Mia senior year, but they did okay. Legally Blonde instead. Oh my god! Well, that's kind of cool though. I've always wanted to do that show. So. Yeah, and I talked to I told Laura Bell Bundy that my school did um, Legally Blonde, and she's like, "Oh, tell me everything." What is the high school version like? Is it just like they cut out a couple things? They cut out a couple of things. Uh, gay or European is like <laughs> not gay or European. Right, right. Um, bend and snap is not bend is very G rated. Uh, <laughs> but it's still good. It's, it's still good. It's just the parts that are le- the legally blonde the musical are a little bit modified due to the fact that it is for high school kids yeah. to do. I get it. I I still on my bucket list. I would love to be in that show. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't go to it. I did because I had a bunch of senior year stuff going on. But I did go see it, and it was still very very good. Good. And what they. I- and what they did to gay or European actually was hilarious, how they were able to modify. Yeah. It's being done everywhere. I see it regionally. I mean, the summer before COVID hit, a lot of um, regional theaters were doing were doing it. I was uh, auditioning for those, um, but obviously none of those happened. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next year. You know. Oh, let's hope. So when you uh, were on the beautiful tour, how many times did you get to go on as Carol? I'm such a nerd. I counted. Uh, I went on 29 times for Carol. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was there for a year. So that was a nice chunk. Who did you go on as more, Jeannie or Carol? I went on more for Carol, but I went on a lot for Jeannie. I went on like 15 times for her. And that was hilarious. I mean, you saw the show, right? I you- was supposed to. Oh. COVID. Oh, wait, COVID? It's, it was supposed to come. I'm in Detroit. Oh, the tour. So I was going to see the touring cast. Got it. Yeah. And I, 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 had, I was about to get my tickets ready to go. I got my Dear Evan Hansen. I was going to get my Dear Evan Hansen tickets, oh. my beautiful tickets, my summer t- my Donna summer tickets. I, 
I feel like that show has life, though. Like, I think, I don't know if it's going to tour again, but I think regionally it's going to be done a lot. I think maybe, like, it has off-Broadway potential. Um, It's just too good of a show to just die. I don't think it's going to die. I think it'll come up and be somewhere in New York or or regionally, but it's it's way too good to not be It's got to, they got to have, like, a Brooklyn show because Carol's from Brooklyn. Yeah, she is from Brooklyn. So they need to have, I think they need to have, like, a Brooklyn company, like, in a theater in Brooklyn somewhere. Yeah, you're, from your lips to, to God's ears, I would happily do something like that. That'd be fun. When you moved to do the show on Broadway, was it difficult to add another track to your show? Because you did add that other understudy principal role. Very good research that you did. Yes. Um, it, it wasn't hard because, first of all, I always wanted to play Cynthia. I was... I'm a Cynthia. Was Kara Lindsay then. Cynthia when you did it? Oh yeah. She, I and interviewed I, her. She was my uh, first. She's my. She was my first Glinda. Yeah. I've met her a few times via Zoom. I love her so much. I've seen so many amazing, and she's one of them. Um, Cynthia's, and I, I've watched the show so much, and I did Carol so much that I feel like I knew that part. So it was scary because obviously it's a very different place you're coming from. The lines are set faster. It's a different energy. But I loved learning that track and finally getting a chance to go on for it in New York only like four times. But that meant everything to me. So it wasn't too, too hard to learn. It was just hard to execute because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is I'm, you're literally doing the show like backwards. Mm-hmm. It's weird to be watching someone do the carol and you're like, I only know that track. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm Cynthia. <laughs> like, very scary. But we did it. Uh, how far into your Broadway run did you get to go on as a principal role in Beautiful? Or how long into it? Um, I think it took, so on tour, I was on in like a month. Oh, wow. First, right away, because tour, it's more likely that things are going to happen. People are going to get sick, travel days, they're going to miss their plane, whatever. So I was on within a month. Um, and then Broadway took a little bit longer, um, they took longer to rehearse me, and then there's a little bit more. You, I got like two put-ins because they just with a, a part like that, the title role. They just want you to be absolutely solid, mm-hmm. and I was solid coming in. I had done the part, but um, you know, it's just different. And there's and there was another girl <laughs> who had been there from the beginning who, you know, was always ready and ready to go and. So she kind of, you know, went on a little bit more than I did at the beginning. And it made sense. She's been there longer. She's put in time. She's much more trustworthy at the part. Um, but once I got to go on, we both got to share the part pretty equally. Um, I think before Vanessa Carlton came in, there was a two-week period and uh, that she wasn't on. And we, uh, me and Sarah split the track. So we got to both do a week of Carol, which was... I forgot know. that uh, Vanessa Carlton did it for a minute. I remember it was Jesse Mueller originated it. Oh, yeah. And then Chalina... Chalina. Chalina. I always call her Chalina. Chal- I've never met anyone with her name. So, you know, I'm sure Chal- she's used to it. <laughs> Chalina came in afterward. Yep. And, and then, then what? Abby. And then, oh, duh, I forgot Abby did it too. Abby and then I think Melissa... Oh, Melissa Benoit, yeah. And then did Shalina come back? I think Shalina came back. And then Sarah, and then Vanessa Carlton, and then Sarah Bockel, maybe. Something like that. Something, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I never know how to pronounce Shalina's name. You just did. Nailed it. Yay. <laughs> 
Uh, what are some of your favorite Carole King songs? My favorite to sing is always um, Will You Still Love Me. Great song. I song. My I have been singing it for auditions at, um, anyways, and my mom actually sang that for auditions back when she was auditioning. Like, crazy. Um, I love that it's about the lyrics, and you don't have to riff or do crazy things. You just sing it, and you can just let your heart come out of your mouth instead of crazy notes i love um, i love that song i remember i watched uh shalina do it uh at the kennedy center honors yeah yeah which i loved singing that and i loved singing i love singing earth move because it was the last song and you're like oh my god like i did it oh my god i didn't realize that was a carol king song until carol Lindsay said something to me i'm like what She's like, yeah. That's what the whole, wait till you see the show. Like, the whole thing, you're like, she wrote that? (gasps) She wrote that? And she wrote Natural Woman. And I told Carol, I'm like, I didn't know she wrote Natural Woman. She's like, seriously? You didn't know that? I'm like, no. That song scared the crap out of me, for sure. That was not my least favorite, but it was just the uh, the scariest because it was so iconic. and, And that is an opportunity for you to show off a little bit. And I would have a hard time doing that sometimes because I just we'd get caught up in the story and oh uh, yeah Aretha Franklin no pressure right (laughs) I thought people were going to be looking for that out of me um I can't sing like that so I was just trying to be true to the way Carol King actually sang it and the moment, which is that mm-hmm. she's being asked to sing the song that her ex-husband wrote the lyrics for that she associates the song with. And so you got to get in the story. When you start to get in your head, you just got to get back in the story. <laughs> yeah. Carol, or not Carol King. Aretha Franklin lived before she passed about 15 minutes from where I am. Really? So I would pass her house. I would actually pass her, like, community where she, like, her gated community where she lived, like, on my way to school every day. Wow, that's so cool. She is, uh, I, I never got to meet her. I've gotten to meet Carol, but I, I didn't get to meet Aretha. I mean, who gets to meet Aretha Franklin? She's just a goddess. And right. And she actually is a goddess. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever want to play another icon on stage some t- sometime or in the future? And if so, who would you want to play? An icon? Like a, like a musician? Yeah, like Carol King. Like you got to play Carol King. Is there any other like music? Yeah, people? Carol King was pretty was pretty epic. Um, God, who would I want to play? This it's a great question that I feel like I will not give a good answer to because I have to sit for like an hour and think about it. But I would love to to play like Pink or something. You know, uh, like just a be pink not music. nearly edgy enough to to do that. But I would love to. Or like Kelly Clarkson's story, like from American Idol. To oh yeah, love to play Kelly Clarkson. Um, let's pink, just say those two for now. A pink musical would be amazing. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I'm not sure. Or if Pink wrote music to a musical, I think it would be. I mean, I feel like her stuff is pretty theatrical. Yeah, and like I would do the silks like she does. Like it would, it would be wild. We should make it a Cirque show. Like a Cirque du Soleil. Oh, it would be a total Cirque show. Yeah, yeah. Be- I think I think that's those are the two people that I'll think of something else and I'll probably email you and be like, I actually think it's this. <laughs> it's actually yeah, it's like it'd be like Cirque meets Broadway. I'm ready for with it. amazing music. Yep, ready. <laughs> would you ever want to go on tour again? Absolutely. I 
tours, it's not because I love moving around a lot or being away from home. Um, but financially, most actors, you go on tour and it's an incredible opportunity to save money. Mm -hmm. And right now with this pandemic happening, I'm living off of tour savings. And if I didn't have this and have those savings, I would have a very different looking life right now. Mm -hmm. So I would love to do one more tour, maybe two save a bunch of money, buy a house or buy an apartment. Um, but that's where you make the big bucks is, and how you save is touring. So I got one more in me. Cool. <laughs> Do you think performing in regional theater has prepared you for Broadway in any way? I didn't actually get to do a bunch of regional theater before, before Broadway. I only did uh, two shows one summer. I did Spring Awakening and Xanadu. Did they prepare? Um, does that pre did that prepare you for the next level of Broadway? Prepare me. It certainly ignited my like hunger for it and my thirst for it. Every show is preparation. Mm -hmm. Every role you do is preparation, even if it's in under a. I was in an abandoned carousel house in the middle of Asbury Park, New Jersey. Um, so it everything is is preparation for Broadway. It's it's what you make of it. I mean, I could have then pouty and then a brat about being paid a hundred bucks a week, you know, yeah. to do theater. But that was the best summer of my life and everything prepares you Broadway. Do you have any pre-show rituals? I like to take a shower Ooh. just to like get some steam in. Um, what, and it depends. Like if I'm playing a principal part, I will like drink crap tons of water all day long and an apple apples are great if you need hydration they're really Ooh. good for you um but i'm not like super superstitious um maybe i'm not even that like christian but like sometimes before i would go on i would just like give a quick little prayer just because why not have everyone on your side or yeah time you're about to like go out and play a part you don't get to play very often so mm -hmm. um but that's about it i don't want to get too like some people are are nuts about their their things and I don't yeah. want to that. <laughs> so so Carol King does have her like diehard fans all over the the world and the country who have come to see the show on Broadway and they know probably know her very well from watching her live and stuff like that. So is it difficult for you to go on stage as someone like Carol King when several of her loyal diehard fans are in the audience and they're probably looking for very specific things you know who's probably harder to impress are the ones who are the beautiful the musical super fans like versus the actual carol king because the carol king fans if they're diehard they're usually just about the music and they will hear her voice regardless of what i sound like in their head they're just listening to the keys they're listening to the actual music behind Carol. Um, and they're going to have a good time anyway, because they're hearing Carol King music. Now the super fans of beautiful, that's different because they see the show and they see it acted a certain way, or they, they hear certain riffs and runs that like Jesse did, but like maybe Shalina did something different and they will, <laughs> I've had someone be like, you're in my top five Carol's. I was like, uh, am I five? <laughs> like, oh my you gosh. know, like it, it, 
there, there's lots of, and that's with a lot of shows. That's with Wicked. That's with everyone. These super fans have their favorites, and I think they're a lot harder to please than the Carol King, you know, in their fifties, sixties, and seventies who just want to go and have a good time. So, yeah, yeah, a lot less threatening. Is there a talent that you wish you were able and slash you wish you were? Yeah, you wish you were able to master that you think you can't do. I think I can't do. Um. I don't think I can't do anything. I, I, it's just a matter of like, do I want to put in the amount of time that it would take to be good at it? And mm-hmm. I would love to master um, a, an instrument. I would love to master guitar or a piano and something to sing with me. But, um, and I can, I mean, I have my guitar there that sits there on the wall. Yeah. Um, have I had the time or the willpower to do it? No, but... Mm-hmm. In my dreams, and maybe in the future, once I just get my crap together, um, I would love to master music in that way. Where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself... um, uh, Where do I see myself? Like, professionally? Uh, Anything. (laughs) Anything. No, uh, professionally, I see myself hopefully in a new musical, originating a new musical getting to do the Macy's Day Awards, or Macy's Day Awards, Macy's Day Parade, the Tony Awards, an original cast album, just getting to take something from uh, its start and take it to the finish. And I don't care if I'm ensemble. I don't care if I'm starring in it. I don't care if I'm a standby. I just want to be in the room where it happens. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended, Linda. No pun intended. I would love to be in that show too. But um, hopefully by then I'm just working on Broadway. I just want to work and I want to be able to stay in my beautiful apartment that is expensive, but it is worth every penny. And yeah. So just to work and be content. Yeah. What's your favorite junk food? Mm, pizza. Yeah. Definitely pizza. I love pizza. Is that junk food? Is that like junk food enough? Like yeah, that can be, yeah. That can be junk food enough. Yeah. Either that or pop tarts. I love Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts were my food. I'm in college. So they would have like, in college, there's just college junk food on campus because it's college. And I remember there were a few classes where I'd always swing by and get a Pop-Tart before class. Mm. And I'd walk in the class and my teeth, and it was kind of like my signature trademark where my professor would look at me and go, Pop-Tart? Like, Pop-Tart. Which one did you get that? I got pink icing. (laughs) I loved the pink icing. Um, they, they never really had those ones on campus. Okay. They always had the blueberry and the strawberry. Okay, strawberry's okay. The blueberry okay. one is, I only got when I was desperate. Okay. And I yes. needed a Pop-Tart, but I normally got the strawberry. Okay, okay. And they did have one that I thought was going to be good, but it ended up being gross, which was the chocolate chip. Yeah, no, I feel like Pop-Tarts, I wanted them to be tarty. Right. be tart. right the chocolate chip one was terrible i remember i was sitting in a a lecture and i'm eating the chocolate chip pop tart i'm like this is gross why am i eating this when the teacher's like sometimes you're like i just need to eat something yeah because it's a it's a college lecture and you need something in order to function i don't really eat pop tarts very often because i know once i once i start it's a bad road that's why i try not to go down the I try to not go down that that aisle in the grocery store or at Target or Meyer or Walmart or wherever I am. It's hard. It's so hard not to just go and just 
buy a thing, especially because it comes in two. Yes. So then you're just, yeah, you're just eating six of them before you know it. And you're like, oopsie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? A shark. Oh. Always. I've had this weird obsession with sharks for my whole life, ever since I saw Jaws. Um, I was, I'm terrified of them. Like, I actually don't really go in the ocean. I'm genuinely very scared of them. But I love how independent they are. I love that they just do their own thing. I love that they're always moving forwards. I love that they are just like ferocious only when they have to be, but for the most part, they mind their own business and they just kind of like wait until they see something that they really want and then go for it. I've done a lot of thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like when my friends asked me what my spirit animal is, I, my mind's just funny and ridiculous. And, uh, they're like, why you're so dead on with this i'm you're like exactly how you phrase it like the way that you phrase it and the way your explanation they're like dang you really studied this hard i'm like yeah i did what is it hey hey the chicken from moana oh okay i love him I love him so much. I've called him my spirit animal for years. When I was in Disney World about two years ago, Pocahontas, I go to to the meet and greet with Pocahontas, and she says to me, who, who is your spirit animal? I'm like, hey, hey, the chicken. Do <laughs> you have any idea what you were talking about? Was she like, oh. <laughs> she was like, why do you say that? I see Moana on my travels to Virginia all the time. Wow, good improv. She was on it. That's awesome. It's really nice when you can find something that you're like, I get this animal. Or I get this character. Like, this is this is me. I feel that way about Tinkerbell. I'm like, I get you, girl. You're just, you're a little jealous of Wendy, but you're fierce. I get you. I love Tinkerbell, too. Yeah. I just, I just love Disney movies so much. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your pet peeves? Mm, one of my pet peeves is uh, people taking up too much space or not being aware of their environment. So that can be like somebody leaning up against a pole and taking up the whole pole on a subway when it's crowded and it would be nice for multiple people to get to hold on to that pole. Uh-huh. Talking on the phone loud on a train or just like, or walking in the sidewalk and taking up the whole thing. Oh, it's like, so annoying when people do that. When I'm in the city and like in New York, or even here in Michigan, like the small little downtown areas, I hate when people take up the whole or the whole aisle at Target. It's an obliviousness. Like, it's not considering people and things around you. And I don't know. I take a lot of pride in, like, knowing where I'm at and, like, not having inappropriate conversations when I'm outside of a church or, like, <laughs> you know, just things like that. Um, and also just, like, lack of preparation. Like, people who just go into things and are like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to half-ass it. Like, I don't care. And I'm like, then get out. Why Damn. are you doing that? Why do you? I don't know. I'm. Such, I I pride myself on on working hard, and sometimes you do have to go into auditions and just be like, you Here know, we go. I only got this much time to prepare. This is all I can do, you know. And you have to surrender to it. But if you've been given the time and the opportunity, and you didn't take it, that's a big pet peeve of mine. Very specific. <laughs> Describe your life up to this point in three words. Goodness, you really thought about these. Um, unpredictable. Let me 
think, let me think. I'm going to give you two good ones. Unpredictable, fantastic, happy. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Those are probably more often. I'm, I'm having a good day. So those are pretty, <laughs> you know, if you caught me on another day, I might be like, I don't know. <laughs> this has been Elena Ricardo from Beautiful, the Carol King Musical, and Mamma Mia on Broadway. I will see you all on Tuesday where I'm speaking with Courtney Mack from Six on Broadway.